Hi, friends. This is Miss Sadie from The Noshery. And this is Rebecca from Foodie with Family. And uh, today we don't feel like cooking. I definitely don't feel like cooking. So we're going to do an episode about what we do when we don't feel like cooking. Right, because you can't really live on cold cereal and frozen chicken nuggets alone. I don't know. Ask me. Actually, you know what? I basically kind of do sometimes. (laughs) I mean, let's be completely honest. (laughs) All right. Well, today... We're going to be talking about the things we do to feed ourselves and keep a little dignity when we don't feel like cooking and we don't want to take out for whatever reason. So we're going to move beyond the cold cereal and chicken nuggets. We're moving past cold cereal and chicken nuggets. Okay. let's be real. We've both worked as chefs. We've spent years cooking for people, writing recipes. But after a long day in the kitchen... You want to have nothing to do with the food that you've been cooking and you don't want to cook. Oh my gosh. If I had a dime, when I was writing my cookbooks, I'd go through an entire day of recipe development Same. and then order a pizza. Same. <laughs> I would go, I'm like developing recipes, tasting, getting ideas, like the whole thing. And I would have this, you know, smorgasbord or whatever of food and I'd run out to Wendy's. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, when I was doing the bread cookbook, I literally had five bread boxes on my counter. They would be overflowing with bread and I would want nothing to do with it. I didn't want a sandwich made from it. I, I didn't want anything. I just wanted to eat someone else's cooking. Well, and it's not just like someone else's cooking. I think it's also you at that point, your palate is fatigued from tasting that food. I was tired of smelling it. Yeah, I was tired of bread. I really, the other part of that though is I wanted something that I didn't really have to clean up. No, and I mean, obviously, when I was in a restaurant, if I had been cooking all day, I don't want to go home and pull stuff out and start cooking. You know what I mean? Right. I would, I remember at restaurants, there was this, um, do you know what a Wawa is? I do. The gas station, right? Yeah. So I would run over to the Wawa and I'd go over to their little computer thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'd punch in and I'd get one of their Italian deli sandwiches, a big Diet Coke, a bag of salt and vinegar chips. And at like midnight, 1230, between midnight and 1 a.m., I am mm-hmm. eating... Of course, I was much younger then, so I could sustain it. But <laughs> I was eating a giant Italian deli sandwich with salt and vinegar chips and a large Diet Coke. So we can't really do that right now. <laughs> I know. Um, as I mentioned another time, cumulatively, we are over the age of 80, <laughs> if you add our ages together. <laughs> so we got to we gotta kind of pull back from that. Like, you can't just live off of junk the entire your entire life exactly so we also as you get older you have people other people that you need to cook for right husbands families significant others children whatever and there's a serious lack of wawas in western new york just (laughs) to put that out there so what is your like okay it's a wednesday night you've had a busy day Mm -hmm. you have now four boys at home 
I'm not sure. I haven't counted it lately. <laughs> it depends on the day. It depends on... It depends if yeah. they multiply, like the... What is it? The tr- like spores. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes there are many, many more boys than I am legally responsible for in my house. Um, and sometimes there are just three or four. And so what do you usually pull? What is something that you would pull together? Okay. So my default, and this is mercifully scalable to whatever number of people are at my table. First, my rule is it has to be filling. Which, I mean, valid. And it has to be so easy that I don't actually have to think about it. And you don't feel like you have to put a lot of effort into it. No, no. And it's got to be at least arguably somewhat nutritionally sound. Okay. So for us... So Cocoa Puffs. Yeah, Cocoa Puffs. Definitely. No, um, for me, my default is some variation on the theme of a rice bowl. Okay. Which are... Those are awesome. So our base would be usually white rice because that's what we prefer. There's going to be either leftover meat or canned tuna, which I know you don't love, um, but (laughs) we love it. Or some leftover fish, you know, some sort of leftover protein, some pickled or roasted vegetables. And usually we slap a fried egg on top of that. Of course. I mean, nothing is better than topping it off with an egg. Topping basically anything Anything off off with an egg. egg. Right. That requires almost zero thought for us. Mm -hmm. A pot of rice, you know, you put it in the instant pot, you get it going, you rustle through the fridge, grab whatever else you want to pile on top of it. And call it an egg. And you're done. And it's funny because... Like I will do something very similar for my husband and I, Mm -hmm. because when you grow up in a Puerto Rican home, you always have two things pretty much left over. Okay. You either have some, some variation of rice, Mm -hmm. be it a white rice, white rice or yellow rice or something like that. And you will also probably have some beans that are left over mm. from the day before. Some mm-hmm. saucy, we, we do a habichuela guisada, which is a saucy stewed small pink bean. Mm. Uh, it'll have a little bit of potatoes and ham in it. And for me, like something really easy to make, if I don't, even if I don't have it left over, it's so simple to prepare, like to put a pot of rice to cook. Mm-hmm. And then just open up a can of beans and add a few seasonings in there with some tomato sauce. Oh, yum. Uh, and set it to simmer. And then you move along your business, do a few other things, come back, give it a stir, and you're good to go. Right. And a lot of times whenever I make rice and beans, I make more than I need. Knowing that. Knowing that they make great leftovers. Right. So you have rice, you have beans. If I have a protein already prepared I don't know, a rotisserie chicken or something left over. Mm-hmm. I'll add that in. Otherwise, we will top it with a fried egg, a runny, like maybe, well, honestly, I put two eggs on it. So mm-hmm. two runny eggs. And now with the miracle of just frozen foods, right? a lot of times, even here in uh, Tennessee, I can very easily find uh, sweet plantains in the freezer section. Oh, yeah. So I'll throw those into the microwave. And that's all it takes. So if you want, you know, if you wanted to, if we were lucky, we would have sweet plantains already ripened on the counter. And I could fry them up in the skillet. Mm -hmm. But I get we're talking about not wanting to cook. I don't want to cook. I don't want to fry anything up in a skillet. So I put them in the microwave. Microwave to the rescue on this one. So those are our two, maybe our main rice bowl variations, our go-tos. 
But there are a lot of different versions you can do of that. So starting again with that base of rice, we have piled on leftover taco meat and leftover taco toppings, sour cream, salsa, hot sauce, absolutely cubed avocados, anything you have leftover that worked in one context is likely to work in a rice bowl. I mean, I use, I don't know if you guys use this very often because you have a larger family, but mm-hmm. since it's just the two of us, those rice pouches are out now. Okay. I have not used those. And when it's just the two of us, you know, or if you are by yourself, because sometimes mm-hmm. when my husband travels, it's just me, you know, I'll nuke a pouch of rice for 90 seconds and eat off of that twice. Yeah, that's not something I'm familiar with because when you're talking about seven people who well, can it's eat- not economically like beneficial. Also, right. you're feeding growing boys, right? Who would probably eat two bags each. So at that point, it just Solid. doesn't make any sense, right? Plus, you're standing at the microwave for what a half an hour, yeah, exactly. But when right. you're just a home of two or single, by you know, if you're by yourself, and I can say when it's just me, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to go all out and oh, gosh, make no. dinner just for myself. But I also don't want to eat like a college student. No knock on the college students, but I already had that. You had that experience. I already had done. that experience. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to do that. So the rice pouch for me is really great. So another theme with the rice bowl is um, we make something that we sometimes call slacker sushi. Okay. So this would be using a short grain rice, like a sushi rice, and we'll add a little bit of sushi dressing, which is a rice wine vinegar mm-hmm. with a little bit of salt like the and seasoning. a little bit of sugar. Yeah. Right. Or you can buy a seasoned um, sushi vinegar or sushi dressing, and we drizzle a little bit of that over the hot rice, and then we dress it sort of like a California roll. So we'll either use canned sardines or canned tuna I love canned or sardines. canned. Oh, so do I. We should actually do a sardine episode. Maybe. I don't, not everybody loves sardine, but I love me a good sardine. Oh, they're just so good. It's actually one of my favorite quick dinners. It is one of mine too. So this is going on my, you know, sardines are going on my slacker sushi. Uh And then we'd add some pickled carrots that we have in the fridge, some chopped cucumbers. If we have it, we would add some tiny cubes of cream cheese. So we're kind of echoing a California sushi roll. Yeah. Some chopped up nori or some rice seasoning, things like that. And if we have it, some pickled ginger. Yeah, absolutely. Have you ever done the seaweed? Because I have eaten those seaweed snacks. Yeah, I love those. Yeah. So sometimes I like to crumble those on top or something like that. And it adds a little bit of salty, you know, seaweed flavor to it. And so then you're you're getting a sushi taste experience without either having to order out or go out, which would require brushing your hair and looking socially presentable. <laughs> like what I say, I got to put pants on? No. Wait, are you kidding me? This involves me looking like I care. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm out. Tapping out on this one. Um, but it also doesn't mean that you have to take the time to make sushi rolls. Which, which is time consuming to have to like, roll everything up. It is, especially when you're feeding the aforementioned you know, and I know regiment. we said a lot about rice, but you can, you know, switch out your base. You can easily. switch it out for roasted potatoes or pasta. Yeah. Um, any kind of, you know, you want to think that a full meal is usually a vegetable, a starch and a some protein. type of protein. Mm-hmm. So usually I just kind of go off of that. So instead of trying to think to yourself, 
man, I really don't want to have to make this, I don't know, this stew, or I don't want to have to make a lasagna, or I don't want to, you know, when you're, when you don't feel like cooking, the last thing you want to do is a complete dish, so right. to speak. Mm-hmm. You want to easily have already prepared items or quickly prepared items. Or leftover items. Exactly. And just quickly assemble something for dinner. Toss it together. I mean, if it's edible. <laughs> That's the name of the game right now. Exactly. It's just like get something in your belly. Right. And it, honestly, you can even like just wrap anything in a tortilla. Oh, yeah. On least or turn it into like a crust or something like that you know so i am about to tattle on my own children okay one of their all-time favorites so you're gonna rat on your children i'm 100 percent gonna rat on my children i have to tattle on them a little bit one of their favorite snacks as kids when i was not in a in a place where i could prepare something for them was to take a flour tortilla and squeeze anchovy paste onto it and spread it with a butter knife okay and then they would just roll it up and eat it. Oh, okay. <laughs> really? Yeah, really. So, My kids loved anchovy paste. They would go through tubes and tubes of anchovy paste. I am flabbergasted. <laughs> Tortilla, anchovy paste, and butter. Like real butter? No, there was no butter involved. It was just anchovy paste Oh, and I thought tortillas. you said something about butter. Where did I get that from? I'm not sure. I think you did interjected you... it because you felt like it would make it better. <laughs> you didn't say butter it with... Maybe you said butter it with I anchovy? spread it with a butter knife, maybe? Is I don't know. I, I could have sworn I heard you say Can butter. Can we rewind this? We need, to, we need to have a replay on this. <laughs> I was like, why? What? Like the anchovy paste is bad enough. Yeah. Okay. So no butter. No butter, just anchovy paste and tortillas and roll it up and eat it. Okay. They called them anchovy rolls. You know what is one of my absolute favorite things to make? What? Really quick is a fried rice. Absolutely. A chicken fried rice is, especially if you already have the rice made. It's got to be cold and left over. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. If you already have the rice done existing, Mm -hmm. and here's another which you have not done this, but if I don't have refrigerated cold rice, I mm-hmm. use the rice in the pouch straight out of the pouch without microwaving it. Oh, now that's clever. And that way, and it's ready to go. Okay. So I will dump a packet of that, some chicken, soy sauce. I'll have some frozen peas and and actually keep a bag of frozen peas and carrots in the freezer for that. Basically for this. And then um, a quick egg scramble in there, right. soy sauce cilantro that's it so simple so good i have it on my blog it is so good (laughs) and i would add that if you didn't feel like scrambling the egg in there you could still just fry an egg and slap that on top you can fry an egg and put it on top the theme of today's show is what we can top with a fried egg (laughs) we should change the title this isn't about i don't feel like cooking this is about put an egg on it put an egg on it (laughs) yeah well the it just it makes sense. It's easy. It's inexpensive. It's a quick way to make something that isn't necessarily filling more filling. So here is a question. Sure. What would you consider to be a time frame that would still qualify as like I don't feel like I cooking. don't feel like cooking? But obviously we are talking about some some hands. I don't know if time. it's necessarily cooking or assembly. Okay. But there is some effort of time. Well, I think that's parsing a little bit because honestly, anytime you're spending time even assembling something in the kitchen and applying heat, that's still cooking. cooking. Yeah. For me, the time frame in the I don't feel like cooking category is that it's got to be 10 minutes or less of hands-on time. Okay. 
of hands-on time of you right. having to actually physically it could spend a half an hour in the oven oh, okay but if my hands yeah, yeah, yeah. are involved in the preparation of this i want it to be as short a time frame as possible okay so that's perfect because then i'm i'm the same way i'm like mm-hmm. i don't want more than 10 minutes of having to actually be doing physical right. work on the food um if i can have a complete meal in 15 that is like that's amazing awesome like yeah. 15 to 20 i'm down for that so are you talking hands-on time here or total time like total from, time okay. that's what i'm saying yes like, so yeah because if i want to feel really accomplished mm-hmm. i if i can get a full if i can like start cooking and have dinner on the table in 15 to 20 minutes, I feel like, yay, like I'm You've done super, it. I'm super person, super woman, whatever, and very excited about it, which my go-to to accomplish that is either reheating leftovers in the microwave or, fried or my chicken fried rice. Okay, so I have a recipe that would fit that time frame, and I make it fairly frequently. It's a dumpling soup. Okay. So this is taking advantage of frozen soup dumplings. You can either make them yourself and freeze them ahead of time or go to the Asian market and buy frozen soup dumplings. Yeah. So what I do then... Wait, you're saying frozen soup, like the... the They're dumplings that go in soup. So they're wontons. Oh, okay. I thought you meant... Because you know, you've ever heard of soup dumplings? Oh, yeah. Those are... Okay. So I thought that's what you meant. So I was like, wait a minute. What? (laughs) Yeah. So you buy it and reheat it. No. um, Basically, it's it's a stuffed wonton. Okay. So what I do is drizzle a little bit of sesame oil in the bottom of a pan and cover the bottom of the pan just in a single layer with frozen wontons, okay. stuffed wontons. And I heat it up a little bit just until it smells toasty. And I add in a handful of the white parts of scallions, a sliced garlic clove or two, and a piece of ginger, and pour in a cup of broth and bring that to a boil, which releases those wontons from the bottom of the pan. And then I add in enough broth or stock to cover the wontons and bring it to a simmer and just cook it until the wontons are cooked through and add the green part of the scallions, a little bit of soy sauce, some fish sauce, maybe some chili garlic sauce, and maybe some carrots, you know, some matchstick carrots in there. And then I have this fantastic, really filling soup that's still super comforting. And that's in What are they usually filled with? Um, I do. Well, when I make them from scratch, I do a mixture of ground pork, ground chicken, ginger, garlic, scallions. Okay. I was just wondering what protein. And then going from, you know, the, that's if you feel like you need to, that's what I would make. So that's done in 15 minutes or less. So if you want to get dinner on the table, 15 minutes or less, that's what you like. This is what we would recommend. That is what I would do. Now, if you just want to be like, if if you have 30 minutes, 40 mm-hmm. minutes or whatever, but you don't want to put a whole lot of effort into the cooking, right? One of the best things you can do right now, which is a really big tra- trend, are the sheet pan dinners. Oh, those are so popular right now. L- like I love sheet pan dinners. Well, they're popular for a good reason because you're cooking everything that goes into the meal on one, one sheet, sheet pan. pan. So it's it's like the it's essentially the oven's one pot dinner right you know so you get usually your protein you put a really hearty vegetable on there or you add a vegetable maybe halfway through if it's mm -hmm. a more of a tender vegetable um and it gives you 
an entire meal and you can take that and either put it over something like if you want to put it over pasta or rice or if you're doing it you can just have chicken and vegetables chicken potatoes you know whatever so i actually have a recipe for a sheet pan meal that's everything that goes in the meal on one sheet pan yeah it's a kielbasa and pierogies sheet pan meal so you start with just a nice purchased kielbasa cut into Serving size lengths, uh-huh. a box of frozen pierogies, <laughs> and you toss them with a little bit of oil, a little bit of seasoning. You pop those on the pan, and then you add a couple of bell peppers and onions that you've cut into strips. Yum. And just put that around the sausages and around the pierogies. You pop that whole thing in the oven. Oh, my goodness. The sausages roast to this beautiful mahogany perfection. The fat from the sausages helps it's cook the, the, the peppers, peppers and, the onions, and everything. And then the pierogies get crisp around the edges and puff up and they're still filled with that nice fluffy delicious and you could mashed do potato. Varies, like if you, somebody can, can't find frozen pierogies, mm-hmm. you could do the same dish and just serve the sausages and peppers and stuff like that on buns. Or you can swap in ravioli. Or yeah, frozen that would ravioli. Be good. I never even thought of that. I guarantee you can find frozen ravioli in every town For in America. Sure. <laughs> that would be that sound. That's really good. That's yeah. a good substitute there. So that I mean, honestly, that takes me maybe ten minutes of hands-on time. Then we're talking about maybe 30 minutes, 40 minutes in, in the, the oven, oven, depending on how well done you like your sausage. And here's just a really quick tip for anyone who is doing a sheet pan dinner: make your life easier and wrap the sheet pan in, in foil. foil. Yeah. Because that way, once you're done making your dinner, you can just crumble up the foil, toss it, wipe the pan, and you're done. You, you're done. The, the dishes are done. And I'm I'm willing to bet that if you've gotten to the point in your day where you really don't feel like cooking, I'm I'm betting you don't feel like cleaning up afterward oh, either. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so you I, have a sheet pan meal, don't you? I have two well I have one on my website where I reviewed a sheet pan, a meal that another, like it's a variation of a friend. Okay. But I have two in my cookbook, weeknight gourmet dinners. Fantastic. Where I have one that is a a miso butter rubbed chicken quarters. Oh, hello. With, yeah. So I basically just beat softened butter with miso Mm -hmm. um, and a few other things in there. And rub the chicken down with it, put it in the oven, and then halfway through all, add some baby bok choy. Oh, nice. And that's it. Like, so that's it. So that is, it's gourmet, but boy, is that easy. Yeah, it's super easy. And then the miso and the butter kind of become a sauce. Mm-hmm. It is kind of awesome. <laughs> uh, if you don't have no. that book, there's a good enough reason to get it right there. <laughs> we'll link to it in the show notes. Yeah, the other one is a... It's chicken thighs, crispy chicken thighs with za'atar mm. and cauliflower and red onion and all. And then I also roast it with um, some lemons because you'll give it a squeeze afterwards. So you get a, a full meal there also. Okay, so that sounds to to me like heaven because I love anything with za'atar on it. It's one of my favorite. Actually, speaking again, like going backwards. Yes. <laughs> Rewind, rewind. <laughs> and to the rice bowls is one of my favorite rice bowls to do quickly is um kind of like a Mediterranean one. Oh, yeah. So I will do the rice. I'll do – I'll reheat some chicken. I'll cut up some cucumbers, some tomatoes, uh, put a dollop of hummus in there, put a dollop of tzatziki in there that I have in the refrigerator. Right. And sprinkle it with za'atar and a little bit of salt and a drizzle of olive oil and – 
that's a full meal. You and maybe else? a piece of pita bread or something like that. You know like what else would it. be amazing on that is some chopped olives and maybe a sprinkle of feta. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's I, that, that's actually one of my favorite I'm home alone, don't feel like cooking dinners. I need to eat at Miss Sadie's when she's home alone and doesn't feel like cooking. Uh, but that, see, that don't just get me sound- wrong. There's a lot of nights of cereal too, <laughs> cereal and nuggets. That it sounds amazing to me. And this is, I think, the point of this is that we have some really tasty options that don't require much, if any, effort. Yeah, and then also if you're actually looking for a few more ideas, you should check out uh, last week's episode. Right, because we talked about some ramen hot ramen hawks. What is my deal? <laughs> yes, we talked about some ramen hacks. So there's uh, a whole bunch of information there about how to quickly dress up and do uh, instant ramen for a quick meal. Yeah, I think we have about 11 billion ways to do that on there. Wow, you're a bit of an exaggerator. <laughs> <laughs> but another another option, just to keep in mind. Sausages are one of the quickest cooking proteins. Absolutely. That exists yeah. Too. I always, um, not always, but I often will like to grab a pack of chicken, like Italian chicken sausages mm-hmm. and, uh, cook the, and I, I like getting links of sausage like that because, and I, when I say sausage, I just want to specify that this is raw sausage. Right. I'm not talking about like a kielbasa sausage or anything like that that's already been cured right. um, and is essentially force meat ready Fully to go. Cooked. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So I'm talking about, you know, your raw sausages. And the reason I like to do that is you already have it in the casing if you want to have it as a sausage. Or you can cook it and slice it up and put it into some kind of a stir fry or something like or that fried or, in, rice. or fried rice or your or a pasta dish. Right. But then you can also remove the casing and crumble it up to use it and toss it into a dish, top it on to um, maybe a pizza. Yeah. Sometimes I like to make this pizza quesadilla kind of thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a it's a cultural it's a hodgepodge. Yeah. I mean I call it a quesadilla only because it's tortillas and you know, two tortillas, mozzarella cheese, some tomato sauce, and then um, some of the crumbled chicken, Italian chicken sausage. Mm. I might throw some fresh herbs in there. Yeah. If you really want to dress it up, you can add some uh, sauteed peppers and onions in there. And again, this is still done in under 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. This is done very quickly. Cook it up in the skillet into squares. And I mean, maybe sometimes I'll dip it in ranch sauce. Okay, you had me until the ranch <laughs> sauce. But I... I think the point is that even something that has that much both nutritional value and taste Uh built into it doesn't have to take that long. Exactly. Now, you prefer to start with the raw sausages that aren't at all cured. I like to take either the fully cooked sausages like kielbasa or the raw ones like a, a raw chorizo or an Italian sausage. And I like to either grill them or broil them. Yes. So yeah. the broiler is the quick cook's best friend. I think you just pop it under the broiler and turn it frequently until it's browned. And then I serve it with a starch of some sort. So again, it could be rice, roasted potatoes. If I don't have any of that stuff, I'll slap it on a piece of bread or on a bun. And I mean, who doesn't want to eat that? Add a salad or some sauteed peppers and onions. And I'm calling that a night. Absolutely. I would. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. 
lemon squeezy. Sorry, I couldn't help it. I don't think I'd squeeze lemon on the sausages, but no. Do you have okay, so we have dinner done. Yeah. Um, do you are you someone who needs a sweet treat afterwards? I don't need one. Okay. I don't have much of a sweet tooth, but when I do want something sweet, you'd better not stand between me and getting whatever that sweet treat is. <laughs> so do you have a dessert? I mean, I have a dessert that I've that made the bill. in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, that with desserts, if you are gonna, if you are someone who does sweet treats, mm-hmm. desserts are good because you can make them in a bunch, so to speak, and then it'll last you the entire week. Right? Do you know what I mean? I do. So you can make cookies, and then you have a cookie that you can grab the entire week. You can make some kind of a cobbler or a pie mm-hmm. or something like that. And it's ready to go the entire week. And one of the ones that I like to do sometimes is this like apple, blueberry, um, ginger crumble, essentially. Sounds delicious. And it's just really, I buy canned apples, mm-hmm. like canned apple pie filling. Okay. Like a, and I do usually a low sugar mm-hmm. on it because I don't like it super, super sweet. And then I'll throw in fresh blueberries. Throw in maybe add a little bit of ginger in there, some mm-hmm. vanilla bean, and then I make a quick crumble topping of flour, butter, brown sugar, cinnamon, something mm-hmm. along those lines. I put it on top and I put it in the oven. That's and fantastic. That's and that will last you, you know, that can kind of get you through the week if you're someone who has a sweet tooth and wants to have something a little bit sweet after dinner. Right. But, you know, you don't want to have to be like baking a cake or whatever. And you don't want to always have to pull like, I don't know, a little Debbie snack out of the refrigerator. Right. Although, I mean. Or whatever you keep them. The freezer. (laughs) The freezer or the cabinet. Swiss cake rolls in the freezer are. Is that your your thing? delicious. Yeah. I mean, I eat maybe one a year. You don't really want to do too much of that, but it's still delicious. Now, I do have have a, a crisp topping. That I make in bulk ahead of time. Oh, that is really smart. And I keep it in the freezer. Yes. In a jar or in a bag so I can break it off. Why and just... have I never thought of that? I, I don't know, but I'm sharing this with you now. That is genius. I so just then, never thought of that. Yeah, you keep you keep it in a bag in the freezer and then you just take out as much as you want, sprinkle it over some berries and a ramekin. And throw it in the oven. And throw it in the oven. Or you could use your canned pie filling. Yeah, Absolutely. And it's good to go for three months, six months in the freezer. Not like it's going to last that long. Fresh, crisp, on demand, anytime. And top it with a scoop of ice cream, and then all of a sudden, you're Little Miss Gourmet. That is genius. I'm like, I'm honestly, I had no idea you did this. I don't know why (laughs) I never thought about this. That is so smart. Thank you. (laughs) I'm blushing. (laughs) And what's funny is that I have done that only in preparation for company. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where I'll make a crumble or something like that. And I make the crumble topping, put it in the refrigerator. And then the day of, I quickly assemble it, put the topping on, call it a day. Yeah. It never occurred to me like a doofus to do it in bulk and then have it all week or for like months, you know, two, yeah. three months. And I can just have a crisp whenever I want, So, be- which is my favorite dessert. Well, there you or go. Or one of them. Anyway. It's, it's one of mine too, especially if you top it with a big scoop of vanilla ice cream. Yes. So the ice cream melts down into that warm. Well, and I mean, we're talking about fruit because that would be the easiest thing. Right. But you could put a crumble topping on any kind of quick bread cake kind of deal or something like that. If you wanted to top a... Like a banana bread or whatever with it. 
Yeah, for sure. My mind is blown. Like if you if you guys could see this, my eyeballs are like bulging out of my head and my mind is blown. It's it's pretty dramatic actually. <laughs> yeah, it is dramatic. But because I'm a sucker for it, when I make this crisp topping, I like to add a little bit of cinnamon. Oh, absolutely. A little yeah. bit of fresh grated nutmeg, some cloves. Do you put oats in yours? I do put oats okay. in mine. So okay. even if you're making this crisp topping, you're spending maybe five minutes, 10 minutes of hands-on time to oh, make it. Yeah, crisp toppings and are so easy. And then you have a giant bag of crisp topping and potential desserts in your freezer for however long it takes you to eat it. Oh, so smart. Thank you. So Thank smart. You. I'm so impressed. Thank you. I'm taking a bow. Well, I guess that's the end of our meal. You always want to finish off with finish like off with a sweet, sweet bite, right? Yeah. Well, that was fun. This is probably one of our shorter episodes, which is kind of funny because... Because we didn't really want to cook. <laughs> you want to keep it quick and easy. Right. And we've got a bag of gummy bears waiting for us. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking on finishing with a, a sweet note, uh, we're actually going to be talking about easy as pie next week. Oh, pie. Yeah. How I love pie. So we'll have probably... that probably be a little bit longer. We'll have a lot to say That's about gonna, pie. It's going to be a little bit longer and it's going to take more than five or 10 minutes of hands-on time in all likelihood. However, since you're all rested up from using our cooking hacks... <laughs> you can make some pie. That's right. All right. So make sure you subscribe to My Plate is Always Full on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all of your major podcast apps. And then <laughs> it's not like I say this every week. I know. I know. <laughs> and then follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also get more details, listen to our podcast on myplateisalwaysfull.com and if you have any quick meals that you would like to share with us, any quick hacks to get dinner on the table quickly, shoot us an email at myplateisalwaysfull at gmail.com. Yes, please. We would love your tips and tricks for getting food on the table quickly because, frankly, I think we've proven we're pretty lazy. <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah, stay hungry. Join us next week for another helping of My Plate is Always Full. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe through your favorite podcasting platform, leave a review, and share it with your friends to spread the love. You can also find links to today's recipes on our website, myplateisalwaysfull.com. What are we talking about now? Uh, I don't feel like cooking. Yes. Yeah, I definitely don't feel like cooking. I don't feel like cooking either. Uh, introduce, I don't feel like cooking, or do I? <laughs> I can't. It's literally on there right now. Wow. Oh. Uh, okay, we're on, right? Blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> okay. Chicka 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 chicka. Diction is done with the tip of the tongue and the teeth. What? Diction is done with the tip of the tongue and the teeth. All right. <laughs>